Welcome to a latest review from Friends in Film, which this week will be for Will Smith's new movie, Gemini Man. As always, our host, Cooper Hood, once again, joined by a man named Josh Straley. And I'm actually a Virgo man. A Virgo man. Yes. Because, like, we're talking, like, you know, signs of the Zodiac and everything uh, like okay. that. Yeah, so I am very calm, but also... I have, you know, actually, I haven't even checked my horoscope. <laughs> I know nothing about I it. I don't know any of that stuff either. Um, but you are a, what's your birthday? March. Oh, yes. Yeah, so it went March 12th. Oh, okay. So that puts you like pretty close to an Aries, but maybe not quite. Okay. So probably. Like the God of War? Mm-hmm. But actually, I think that makes you not an Aries. March 12th. <laughs> this is very important information. Signs. Let's figure out right yes, now. Yes, right now, right now, right now. That's a Pisces. Oh, okay. Love, compatibility. Um, you like money, but they aren't really ready to earn it. Wow. Oh, wow. That's, okay. <laughs> that's that's bit a, of a that bit of a shot. cheap shot. Right An there. adventurer, demonstrative, agreeable, humorous, um, creative. There you go. There's I some, like some of those descriptors, not others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think more, they all fit. And that's the good thing about Zodiac signs is you could just pick what you like. I guess so. And so going forward, you know, whatever. Um, what's When is Will Smith's birthday? Because uh, he's kind of That I do not know. Will Smith's birthday. I do know he's 51 in the movie. <laughs> yes. They make that abundantly clear. <laughs> oh, he's September 25th. So he, okay. And then Will Smith, um, September 25th, Zodiac sign. There we go. Ready, 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 ready. He is a Libra. Wow. He thrives in the group setting. He's um, dedicated. Yeah. He is imaginative, focused, complex, resourceful, and dynamic. That all sounds pretty on point for yeah, Will Smith. Yeah, especially, too. He starred in the movie called Focus. So that, that's true. That, that, that lines up really, really yeah. well. I'm glad we got that kind yeah. of squared away. But he is not, in fact, a Gemini man. Dang it. Mm. Close, but not close enough. But if you're looking for, like, you know, maybe, like, what the sign of, like, Friends in Film is, uh, I don't think it has one. I don't think so. But if you... Let's see, we the, were created in December, so... That's true. But I do know if you hit up the at sign on Twitter, you go to at Friends in Film, you'll find us there. We tweet things, we tweet reviews, news, all the things that you could possibly need to know about. <clears throat> but if you're looking for those reviews in audio form as you're listening to now, head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, or anywhere podcasts can be found. And there you can join the show. But on Apple Podcast, please rate and review us. That will ultimately help rank us, and then we can find more friends of the show as well. That is correct. And so this week's review is Gemini Man. It's a new movie from Ang Lee, the director. Will Smith plays dual roles, kind of. Um, and we're going to review it. But before we do that, Josh, can, I, can we have a quick conversation? Yes. About theater etiquette. Oh, boy. I know. It's, it's, it's one of those times, and... I just feel like it needed to happen after what uh, happened with Gemini Man for me. So I saw this movie on Friday afternoon. Hmm. Four o'clock screening. Okay, this is fine. Got It started at 4.10. I got it there at 4 o'clock. Um, I don't know why I got there early. I never get to movies early anymore because I just hate watching trailers because I've already seen all of them. Right. Um, but that's just how it went because I wanted to get food beforehand and I was just done early. And I was like, okay, whatever, fine. I got in there. First person in the in the in the in the theater. Sit down. It's gonna be fine. I went to the, our Regal Cinemas instead of our AMCs because I've I've had the flu for the last couple of days. And I was like, I want to sit in a recliner and watch this movie, not make the drive. I don't know if it's worth seeing in IMAX. I'm not gonna see it in 3D high frame rate no matter what. So I'm just gonna the comfiest option is where I'm gonna go. First people that walk in is a couple with a baby. I was like, oh no. <laughs> 
this is a bad sign. Mm-hmm. But that baby was a delight. Yeah. Slept through the whole movie. It was perfect. <laughs> okay. But about 15 minutes into the movie, a family walks in. And before they're even visible, you can hear their, I don't know, three, four-year-old just screaming. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, jeez. And that little boy talked and screamed and yelled things at the, at the screen the whole time. Every time there was a plane or a train or a boat. And if you've seen this movie, there's a lot of them. There's a ton. Every time. Boat. Plane. Train. Dad. 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 Boat. Oh, my like, gosh. And at what point, if you're a parent or if you, like, do you tell your kid to stop or mm-hmm. take them out? Or at what point do me as an audience member go over and ask them to make their child be quiet? Did you do any of those things? I didn't do anything. But I'm just wondering, like, if this ever happens again, what is the proper etiquette to address something like this? Oh, man. I, I, I do not know. And neither of us are parents. So this is a no. completely, this is out of our wheelhouse. Yeah. I mean, like, gosh. Like, I mean, like, of course you want your kid to, like, shut up I mean, during a movie or something like that, I suppose. I mean, mm-hmm. but, like, at the same time, man, you know, I don't know. Yeah, you are in public, but... Yeah, that's that, that that's that's a rough one. To it's go it's so it's so difficult because <clears throat> on one hand, I'm like, you know, I understand it. It's He's a, excited. It, it, well, kid. sure. I'm I'm more, I'm more like understanding of okay, these parents, this mom, their dad, and a sister or uh, an aunt or somebody else. There were three adults, one kid. At some point, they were like, you know, we want to go out and watch this movie. We're gonna go. Like, okay, great. I understand it. You need some time for yourselves. Treat yourselves. Mm-hmm. But if this is how your kid always acts, is it too difficult to find a babysitter? Maybe, hmm. or I don't know. Is like is there is there was there no other option? Yeah. And at this at that point, would you if there is no other option, and you're like, we have we need to go see this movie. I'm like, okay, that's great. I understand that. But at what point do you, as a parent who has paid to see this movie, realize my child? Is potentially ruining this experience, or at least making it worse. Maybe not, maybe not even ruining it. It is making this experience worse for other people in the audience because every time this child made a noise, me and other people started looking down there, making noises. <laughs> like, are you serious? This is still going on. <clears throat> at what point do you just take that child out and be like, I can't watch the last half of this movie. I'm going to sit outside with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, ideal. I mean, gosh, I don't know. Like, I mean, like, yeah, like crying kids and babies. Yes, for sure. Um, but like, how? I mean, yeah, the interjecting and everything like that. That would get incredibly annoying. It was, the but worst. since it's so, it seems like it's so quick. It's like, okay, he's done now. He's not gonna do it again, like or whatever. And then every time, it just keeps going and going and going again. And then sometimes at one point, at some point, you're going to have to say, "Hey, shh," I suppose. Or like, you know, if you're in that row, it's probably your duty to be like, "Hey." quiet or something like that you yeah. gotta like ask you gotta say something along those lines i suppose but um you have to avoid being the absolute like jerk who like I know. storms down from one or two rows and be like could you shut up that's what i would have had to do and and i and i don't think being that person is ever worth no that. i don't think it is i was like the other option is to go and find somebody who works at the theater and be like 
can you come tell these people to take their kid out? And I think that's worse. And I think that would make me look like the <laughs> mm-hmm. worst human being on the world. Absolutely. And, but I thought I had an out because at Regal, they have people who come in and do sweeps, basically. That's right. And probably about an hour into the movie, mm-hmm. somebody came in to do that sweep. And I was like, okay, this kid's going to keep making noise. And this person is going to have to tell them, mm-hmm. you have to keep this child quiet. You're going to have to take or we're going to escort you out of the theater. Right. I was like, okay, this is going to be great. They're going to handle my business for me. I'm not going to get sure. my hands dirty. And nope. They come in. The child's not making any noise. I was like, oh, dang it. He knows Perfectly timed. And he, the, the usher goes down, comes back up, goes across the theater, goes down. And as he's coming back up, the child starts making noise again. And he stands there. At that, at that side of the theater where the family's at as, as the child keeps making noise. Mm-hmm. And then he slowly walks over to the family and stands behind them. And then he just walks away. And I was like, what are you doing? You are torturing me during this movie, sir. And this, I don't know, this kid's probably, like, I would assume this kid's probably like 17 or 18. He's probably like, I don't want to deal with this. Mm-hmm. And like get in the middle of this, like, right. like, like, hey, sir, can you tell your child to be quiet or take him out? But I was like, oh, man. Don't tell me like that. Don't stand there and like walk up right behind where the child is sitting and making noise. Yeah. And like you're going to address the father and be like, sir, mm-hmm. can you please have your child make less noise? And then not do anything. Aww. It's like, oh, man. And then by that point, the last hour of the movie, it's just going to be like, you're going to be sitting like wondering like what could have been. Oh, I know. The whole time I was like, okay, I'm just trying to focus on this movie. But I know there are so many planes. Yeah. <laughs> and trains and boats. And that was my experience with Gemini Man. <clears throat> Is that now? Would you say that encompasses your entire experience of Gemini Man? No, it would not. Okay, uh, I, maybe weirdly enough, because of how distracted this child was trying to make me, or not because he's not trying to, but his his actions were making me. I was trying to focus, I think, even harder on this movie and be like, I'm gonna, I just gotta find the good. Right. I gotta find what's good about this movie, and I ended up coming out and be like, oh, that was entertaining enough for being 80% invested in the movie probably Um, mainly because of the action I thought which was not something I thought this movie was going to really deliver for me but there's actually a lot of really great um, hand-to-hand sequences chase sequences the motorcycle sequence or or what are they they're uh, dirt bikes or something yeah motocrosses that was awesome just the way that he that junior kept using them using it against uh, Henry was awesome. Like the way he slaps him across the face at one point. Yes. And then Will Smith is 51 years old, like does this like leapfrog thing over as he tries like sideswipe. And I was like, it's just like great stuff. And it all like was fun. Mary Elizabeth Winstead gets involved in this really awesome, you know, single yes. um, fight as well. And there's just a lot of inventive fighting stuff. And that's what's like, okay, this movie is working for me. The character stuff was hit and miss. Same with the CGI, which is kind of, I think, the big selling point for this movie. Right. Um, where there are moments where I'm like, okay, Will Smith, killing it. You're, you're giving me your all, buddy. I love it. But then there's other moments where I'm like, eh, what, wait, what is your, what's your, what's the, the story here? Like, yeah, okay, you're a trained sniper. You're the best of the best. And now you're out. Okay, I feel like I've seen that a thousand times before. And now, oh, of course, they're trying to make you not retire. Mm-hmm. Oh, shocked. Uh, oh, and the person you kind of trusted is maybe somewhat knowledgeable of the events that are taking place. Wow. <laughs> this is a big surprise. Um, 
so the story is very paint by numbers predictable and when by the end of it you're like oh, why'd you have to do that don't do that just keep it simple man right you're trying to you're throwing too many things at the wall um and so then when you turn to like the cg and stuff i was like there are moments where it looks great uh, but most of that stuff is when it's like he's shadowed or it's at night or somewhere where we can't totally see junior's face because he is a completely digitally created version of will smith he's not a um, you know, a de-aged Will Smith, technically. He's a completely CGI creation, right. like a rocket raccoon or something, basically. Um, so then when he's, like, out in the daytime and stuff, I'm like, oh, man. There's something off about him. There's a moment spe- uh, specifically near the end where he looked like a character out of, like, 2K or something. Yes. And I was like, wow. How did this get into a movie? This is shocking. Um, specifically especially with his hands that is like the dead giveaway i think with like video game characters are hands because mm-hmm. they're always just so stiff right and they don't move and they don't like correctly grip like grip things i was like wow that looks bad but i liked mary, mary elizabeth winstead this movie i liked benedict wong he was very funny yes. i wish there was a lot more of him clive owen pretty wasted as a villain um so i mean as a whole it's got some decent action the story's not that great the CGI is hit and miss. So I'm going to give it three ticket stubs out of five and I'll pass it over to you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, well, I, I am surprised. I'm glad that you can find the positive because you can't so hard, um, you know, throughout that experience and this movie, because I can't even get that far. Okay. Um, Ang Lee is a director who, I mean, I guess his, his more American films have been kind of all over the place, I suppose. Um, in a lot of ways, but I mean, Hulk was what it was. And now we're here with Gemini man. I mean, I don't know if they could call life a pie exactly an American film or, you know, but, um, yeah, man, Gemini man is something that is all over the place. It, it is, it is Will Smith kind of jumping back into the, like the genre that we can, we've associated with him for a while. Um, kind of this weird mix between, um, sci-fi and, um, you know, just like action movie along the ways. Um, but it just doesn't work on any level, I don't think. I mean, you mentioned the action, and it is good. Ang Lee knows how to stage some some um, really compelling fights, chase sequences, um, particularly, like you said, with the, with the Dirk bites. Like, it is... It's inventive and fun. And you're like, oh, it's kind of... It, that's the roller coaster up moment mm-hmm. um, every time that kind of comes around. Uh, particularly, you know, like you said, Mary Tyler Winstead, like we don't see her do enough like action and things like that. It makes me so much more excited to see her in um, Birds of Prey Mm -hmm. coming around um, next February. February. So stoked for that, unbelievably so. But everything else about this movie, again, the the selling point, the the younger version of Will Smith, him acting both roles, Mm -hmm. is, I mean, it's, it's the worst part of the movie. In every sense of the word. I mean, like, Will Smith is kind of, you know, he's doing his thing. But uh, watching him play opposite himself is, it feels like you are kind of in a surrealist dream. Uh-huh. And it, it it's, it's off-putting because the, there's, I don't know, it's not, it, there's nothing compelling about it other than just them asking each other questions and sparking more questions and then kind of, you know, running into each other. Um, you know, all across Europe, I guess, from mm-hmm. Budapest to uh, I don't, I have no clue where else. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but all of those things are just largely forgettable, and 
you're just kind of like, well, this is kind of hokey. And then especially too with uh, some of the performances from everyone else, like you said, Bob, uh, you know, like Benedict Wong as Baron is the comedic relief, but also just like he adds, he's the warmth in the movie Mm -hmm. kind of is missing. Everything else is just kind of cold and uh, very calculating all the way through. And you, I just never really got plugged into Henry or what he was trying to do. It felt like I was watching a James Bond, Jason Bourne mashup mm-hmm. and not the good ones in uh, not in a good way. And so like why we come around to like the big finale and then like the, 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 the end of the film, I am just sort of like rolling my eyes and thinking like, whoa, this is as cheesy of an ending as it possibly could have been mm-hmm. for so many reasons. And I was just ready to tap out. So, um, all that said, though, like, it's a ticket and a half. Oh, okay. I, I'm just not a fan. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, yeah, I think it's, I don't know, I'm sure, like, I, I, I would imagine if I watched the movie again, I don't think I would have liked it as much, but I think maybe it's just, I'm just, I was just trying to find any positive with this movie through that experience. I was like, okay, I like this, I like this, I like this, that doesn't make sense, but I like, I still like this, and I like this. Okay, good. I that was a that was a fine <laughs> hour hour almost two hours for what I just went through. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess let's move into spoiler territory. So we can just kind of talk about the ending of the movie, which I think is probably the most problematic part of it, and then any other specifics we want to get into. So if you haven't seen Gemini Man, uh, pause this episode to skip forward to our what we watched recently segment, um, and let's kick this off, Josh. Where yeah. do you want to? Where do you want to get into first? Man, like I guess it's not, it wasn't a surprise for me that the Gemini Project was going to have like a thousand operatives or whatever. I mean, not a thousand, but just like so many people are going to like evolve or rise up from the ashes and be after Henry and um, Junior kind of uh-huh. team up and pair up, and they were going to have to like duke it out with um, an army of like clones and how to train people like all the way through. Well, I mean, there's only one other clone, yeah, that we see. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But like all the other operatives and right. things like that coming all the way through, and it it, it just it felt like I was watching. Um, we talked about. I think we. Um, if you remember the um, Resident Evil or Resident Evil films, um, there's never a, seen them. Okay. There is there's a very, um, there's like a clone hyperhuman kind of like extended sequence in I think Resident Evil three or four. Okay. That is just kind of, is just incredibly. Uh, no, four yeah that is incredibly obnoxious and over the top and you're like why am i watching all of this and it's just so straightforward like you know where it's going uh-huh. um terminator salvation too that it was okay. it was really reminiscent of that part as well with um arnold showing up at the mm-hmm. end you're like where is he where is he up there yes of course that's it that's him and the um like it just was so determined that I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for it, I'm waiting for it, I'm waiting for it. Okay, of course, there it is. And when it got there, I just sort of rolled my eyes at a movie that was already, like, debilitating. And then, like, and beyond that, though, like, there really isn't anything about this movie that the trailer didn't give away or tell yeah. me. I'm pretty sure we knew he was a clone from the beginning. Uh-huh. And that sucks all the mystery away. Yeah. And so, at that oh. point, it's like, well, what's this all been about then? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 really weirdly executed and the the way it tries to play off because it almost wants to make you, the audience, figure out that he's a clone of Will Smith at the same time um, Henry figures it out. And you're like, but we're already ahead of him, so why don't you just let us be ahead of him based on the marketing? So I don't know if that's maybe a weird thing where like 
because you you can't sell this movie on anything, but it's a clone of Will Smith hunting down an older Will Smith. There's no other way to sell this movie or market it or tell you what the story is beyond that. So it's 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 a weird thing to try to then explain it in story to be like, oh, it's it's this new. It's this. It's this, It's a secret person. It's like well, we already know who it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, I didn't. I yeah. I didn't like the reveal of a, a third clone or a second clone. I guess. Um, just because I was like, it's just. It just seems lazy. Just like why? Right. We 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 went through this. They bonded. They turned. It was it was fine. It was dandy. But why do we need another one to now come in and be like, <laughs> well, I'm the one who doesn't feel pain or anything. I'm just the perfect killer machine. Like okay, great. <laughs> I don't care. Right. Like, like it'd be much, it would be much more interesting if, even though it wouldn't make sense based on the movie, based on what the movie had already shown, what if it was like a younger Clive Owen, but okay, great. He used this technology to, he tested it on Henry, figured out he could clone somebody and then realized, okay, now I can clone somebody would make them unbeatable. Basically. Now I'm going to clone myself. And I was like, okay, that's, that, that'd be great. That'd be a nice turn. But then when, <laughs> They, uh, when he was fighting with Junior on top of the roof, he's like, I should have cloned myself. It's like, well, that means that's, that's not going to happen, I guess. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> there, there, there was one point, though, when they, they're they all in that uh, that room together after Junior takes out those uh, Gemini soldiers yes. to save them, where Clive Owen's character walks in, and one of the people in my theaters went, ah, oh, man, that guy's a clone. I was like, oh, man, that, that, that actually would have been interesting. If he was like a clone or robot or something, they like shoot him, and then we see the real Clive Owen like driving. It's like okay, interesting, right? But like they didn't do that at all. Like you could have got even gone with like I've seen some people just like maybe Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character was a clone. I was like that would have been interesting too. If like that final like boss, like that final like weapon, it wasn't another version of Henry or Junior. It was another version of her. And, she, and then there's a whole other. Wait, what? Yeah. Are you the original? Or are you a clone? Who's the original? Like there's there there's all there that would raise so many questions and in, interesting possibilities for this to continue forward. Even though it probably won't get the chance based on its financial returns, I would assume. Um, but like that's at least an interesting idea rather than being like, "Yep, I used the clone of the clone already cloned." <laughs> yeah, it, it's just yeah, it's like yeah, like wow, he's clearly you know great at plans or whatever. Like, it's, right, it's very it's so it's so derivative. Um, you know, but like, I guess evil master plans aren't really that inventive. I mean, no. I don't know. Like, I feel like we're getting, we've, we've, we're, we're, we're past the epic era of James Bond master, um, master evil, evil master plan. And now uh-huh. we've got like, I'll just clone this guy 50,000 times <laughs> yeah. and see what happens, you know? And if it, if it fails, well, okay, we'll try again. But it felt like, um, it felt like how it felt to see another Wolverine show up in Logan. Oh, okay, and, yeah. And, like, you know, that was the one ding I had in the movie. It was uh-huh. like, oh, of course, there's one that's got all rage and no yeah. heart. And so that's the difference between the two. And so it's like, okay. Yep. Whatever. But, and then here, but here it was like, wow, I've been watching a terrible movie and now I'm getting like the terrible, the terrible thing I would not want to happen in <laughs> right. this terrible movie. And so it just kind of threw me for a loop yeah. all the way through. The, the question that I do have after all this is over is. What was the point of this movie and making this movie in this way? Because that's the thing that I think is probably the most that's in, that is indefensible from the studio's perspective or from Ang Lee's perspective or whoever. But this movie has a high budget because of the technology used to 
make this younger version of Will Smith, but also because it was shot in this 120 frames per second format mm-hmm. with 3D technology and all these these specialties. But then no one can see it like like in the way it's intended. I think there's only a couple of theaters around the whole world that can even show it in like a slightly higher, you know, quality than what it, most other most other theaters can offer you. So it's like no, like literally no one will ever see the movie mm-hmm. that Ang Lee intended you to see. So it's like why are you making it this way? And if you're a studio, why are you like allowing him to do this? Because I'm assuming that that all all that tech and all those cameras and all the specialty equipment costs you more money than a traditional camera. If you're like, no, just shoot it regular, and we'll release it. And like maybe that's a hundred million dollar movie instead of a hundred and forty million dollar. I don't know what the exact you know calculation is, but I feel like it's a, that's at least kind of substantial. Yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, like this movie and this movie with just a typical. Um, like say you cast a younger Will Smith, mm-hmm. or and, like you just have Jaden play, yeah, Junior exactly, and you run the movie and you got like a fifty million dollar production budget, mm-hmm. and you can be well on your way to profitability at this point, um, with Will Smith, you know, starring opposite, quote unquote Will Smith or across Jaden, mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's a redux of what was that awful oh After Earth, yeah, you know, and and that's kind of what this is a, a film that's incredibly and utterly. Off, it's off the rails in terms of budget production and scope. And you get to the end of it and you're like, why did any of that need to be the way it was? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, I don't know. It just, it's just another one of those things where Will Smith is an actor whose, I mean, whose projects don't match his talent and haven't matched his talent since, I mean, gosh, I don't I mean, like Aladdin is the one probably caveat since, I mean, what? Focus was okay, um, but you know. Uh, Are you talking about in terms of quality or in, in terms, terms of in terms, uh, of in terms of quality and script and story and just like in, in terms of ideas in general, even Collateral Beauty. You know, you think about that and ugh. it's like, okay, that was not best executed. Not not yeah, exactly. And so here we are. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Will Smith kind of had that struggle of trying to figure out what or finding a difficulty to find the right projects ever since he's tried to go more dramatic like mm-hmm. like the last i think will was movie that i think is like probably like like legitimately like great or something is like i don't know pursuit of happiness maybe like he is great in that movie maybe you know i am legend but that's not a quote-unquote dramatic trend that's more of, it's him doing zombie blockbuster and it's great but it's it's not a uh, it's not that I mean it's I guess that's probably the closest thing to Gemini Man on his filmography is it's it's this own original IP that is not being put on the big screen. It's I Am Legend versus Gemini Man. I think it's it's no question I Am Legend's the better movie. Yeah, uh, absolutely so. And man, like I don't know, like the the whole film just felt eerie from beginning to end for me. Like watching, I mean, like it was it was so. <sighs> I don't know. Like anytime Junior showed up on screen, like you talked about with mm-hmm. um, the CG and everything around him, it was just sort of like this movie felt half baked in terms of just like what they were trying to do. Shortcuts taken, and you know, it, it's it's a really weird time for Will Smith, I think. Mm-hmm. And this movie just another one of those like, oh yeah, this is it, it confirms what I've been feeling and thinking about him. Like even even Suicide Squad, 
um, like the last film I saw him in theaters with, um, was just that like a lot of weird things going on here. Why is Will Smith a part of it? And, and, and man, like who knows? But Gemini Man clearly is not the answer. Oh no, definitely not. This is Will Smith's uh, 2010s. His this this decade for Will Smith. Okay. He didn't do any movies the first two years. They did Men in Black 3, After Earth, a cameo in Anchorman 2, a movie called Winter's Tale, directed by Akiva Goldsman, uh, Focus, Concussion, Suicide Squad, Collateral Beauty, uh, Bright, Aladdin, and now Gemini Man. And then he has Spies in Disguise as a voice role at the end of the year. Which I completely forgot about. I thought right. I was supposed to be out like in the middle of summer. Or I think like it that. was originally supposed to be. Yes, Yikes. which is not good for that. It's not Boba for that film either. Even though it does look somewhat kind of cute, especially with Tom Holland. So like, there we go. Um, but, but like that, like that is not a great run. Like he, like Suicide Squad and Aladdin are big hits, and Men in Black Three was a decent hit as well. But other than that, they're all middling, either dramatic turns or you know, not very well received blockbuster takes. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's got bad boys three coming up. Not super excited about that one. Uh, and then King Richard, where he plays the dad of Venus and Serena Williams, which I believe is going to Netflix. Um, those are his two kind of next projects up. Oh, and a movie called, I believe it's the council, which I believe is, like a villain turn for him, which I, that is something I'm interested to see if him playing a 1970s mob boss. Yeah. That's an intriguing turn for Will Smith. I don't think as it does not have a director yet. So that could definitely like sway where this movie is going to go in terms of like, if it's actually going to like land or not. But I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping Will Smith turns around. I mean, it'd be, it'd be great. Right. I mean, there's definitely going to be an Aladdin two coming around. Oh, I'm sure. sure. I mean, like we've already, like, will he even be in that? that? Who knows? That's a great question. I mean, like, I'm sure they'd ha- I'm sure they'd write him in somehow, just because you're like, well, yeah, of course, you have to. And so, like, you know, like, what's next for Will Smith? Is it a Marvel role? Is it um, like, where does so. he go? I think you he's, know, I think he's gonna and, be like the villain in Black Panther two or something. And 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 that's and that's gotta be what's going on because I mean, like, the 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 guy's career as a box office draw, I think, is already kind of dimming. Yeah, and he's on YouTube. He's got a whole another kind of career mm-hmm. a way for popularity yep. and fame to go. Um, the box office just isn't responding to Will Smith the way it did. And, um, <clears throat> particularly like, you know, in terms of projects and things like that. But like, like you said, that, that a turn to a villain, um, would be exactly what I think he needs is, um, you know, like we talked about Ben Affleck earlier in the year and mm-hmm. his career, um, around triple, triple frontier and how he em- seemingly in that movie embraced being like, like a complete and total, um, dick for rock of a better right. word, and you know, and like he's gonna be, he's gonna have some films coming out later this year about like you know the the wash up, washed up, or whatever. Yeah, the it is. one with Gavin O'Connor. Yes. Yeah. Um, about you know some uh, former NBA player mm-hmm. or NFL player, like you know going through um treatment and, and things like that for drug addictions, and so maybe yeah, the next step of Will Smith's career is kind of like Gemini Man in concept, like focusing on like the future by looking backwards. I don't know, but like, you know, the, uh, reflecting on career and making a, making a move that um, would have been, you know, deemed crazy back in, you know, the turn of the century. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it seems like he's not interested in going away from blockbuster movies at this point. So uh, it's like you either go huge 
and sign up for a Marvel movie or something. If you know, if your days with DC are done after you're not not returning for Suicide Squad two or something, um, then why wouldn't you do that? Or you know, do you go do like the Banff and Y Star Wars trilogy? Like sign up for a lead role in that or something. Like you have like you have to go either huge or find like some like you have to go be like, hey Denny, what's your next movie? after dune dune 2 okay what's your next movie after dune 2 yes okay i want to be the star of that i don't care what it is like you like he, he he needs to make that sort of a turn and be like okay i'm gonna go be in denny's new movie or the new scorsese movie or like he needs to he, he needs to make either the turn into okay i'm just going even bigger than i've gone before or do the full on like go legit dramatic take go to these indie movies that are going to happen because your name's attached to it um or do those other movies, do other indie movies where there's already an ensemble and you're not the star. Right. And you take a uh, 20 minute, you know, 20 minutes of screen time and try to make that a best supporting actor nomination or something. Yeah. That's what I'd love to see Will Smith do. Yeah, definitely. Like, and like Aladdin is kind of that first film that I've seen Will Smith do is take a, take mm-hmm. a side role in something that, I mean, like, listen, he should, he should be getting paid no matter what. Like, oh yeah. Chase, chase those checks. That's not going to change. Man, Man's, you know, budget is probably like a lot of Will Smith, I think. But um, I, there is it, it's Will Smith's career has been a singularity. It's been I mean not singularity, but it's been a single thing. It's him starring in films and being all of it mm-hmm. all the way through. Um, I don't think there's been any exceptions really. Um, particularly even Aladdin, he is front and center in that film. Yep. Um, so. <clears throat> What what could be next for him? Like you said, like the council, I think that is that that is a really good, um, you know, definite turn for him to play someone kind of villainous, mm-hmm. um, where that could lead him. I think could probably only be better things because we I am ready to see something different from Will Smith, um, and so like you know bring that on, please. Yeah, so hopefully we know more about what's next for Will Smith in the near future, um, because yeah, it doesn't look like Gemini Man Two is going to happen. I don't think we'd be very interested, uh, even if even though I gave it a three, if they announced Gemini Man Two coming out. 2022 like eh, okay yeah i guess maybe i'll check it out um but it's not it definitely has not hooked me to come back for more i probably won't revisit it anytime soon or maybe even ever i can't imagine you would based on your rating no so uh let's move on then to what we've watched recently josh it i'm going to kick us off here if that's right. okay with you Go for it, because man. i watched this movie last night on hulu little monsters yeah stars lupita nyong'o um alexander england i believe is his name uh as well as josh gad it was incredible i had an absolute blast to watch this movie if you have hulu please go watch it right now as you're listening to this podcast pause us go listen to this movie that go watch this movie that's how great this thing is it is one of the most fun times I've had to watch a movie this entire year because it's based around a zombie outbreak, but your central characters are a kindergarten teacher and the chaperone who is the uncle of one of the kids who is only there because he likes the teacher, but he's, and he's trying to play off like, Oh, I'm this good guy. Where yeah. really he's like, not, nah, he's been like doing terrible things with his uh, nephew ahead of time. It is incredibly funny josh gad has this incredible turn like you've never seen him before uh it's it's laced with profanity and like you have to be on board for that i guess um but that is just a super fun turn on zombies there's like these really weird things that do with it and like these 
these very quick moments of world building of like, oh, we can't let this happen again. You're like, what? <laughs> and we're like, even when like the zombie outbreak does happen, mm-hmm. the uh, like the the soldiers who are suiting up, they're like, are these the fast zombies or the slow zombies? Like they've gone against both apparently. Right. Like they are well versed in zombie hunting because that's just what happens. In New Zealand, I think is where this takes place. Okay. Or no, it's Australia. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it is incredible. It is so funny. Just please go watch it. And it is, it'll, it has Taylor Swift. Uh, not, she's not actually in it, but her, her music plays a large role, surprisingly. It is just an absolute joy. And I'll be shocked if it's not one of my favorite movies uh, at, of the end of the year when we do our best of the year list. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is, that's the ringing endorsement that I needed, that I, that I knew I I, I didn't need that, but I'm glad I did get it yeah. because now it'll go right to the top of my list. Like I like I remember hearing like praise for it out of like you know early festivals and stuff, but then it just kind of went away. And then it was like, oh, Hulu bought it, and they're not doing a theatrical release; it's just going to be on Hulu. I was like, oh, okay. And then there was like no talk about it. And I saw like one person tweet like, oh, Little Monsters is on Hulu. I was like, oh, okay. Like I'll watch that Bring tonight, it and it is so good. Please. Awesome. Fantastic. What about you, though? Uh, man, I only got around to one thing that I think you probably talked about during <laughs> September in your um, Scorsese, Scorsese, Scorsese month, uh-huh. but that's Mean Streets. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like, finally got around to it. I really like it's Harvey Keitel um, being Harvey Keitel. And, like, the weird thing is, like, I had not seen him act young before. Yeah. Um, and he's always just been, like, kind of this monolith of, like, you know, um, cunning and calculating excellence and uh, cleverness. Mm-hmm. You know, he's Mr. Wolf. He's right. always been Mr. Wolf in my head. And I think that's the, that's the earliest of his career that I've seen. And, you know, so he's always been that throughout it. But here I'm seeing him as Charlie in Mean Streets. You know, this incredibly you know new york film um is oh no it was really different especially too with like robert de niro being yeah. like a total just uh i don't know what to call him like a he just absolutely like a loony kid mm-hmm. you know and that young and then you know of course so many other people that i did not recognize like walking through the film um but you can definitely tell like scorsese has like um it, it, it's a good movie to tell see how well um Scorsese seems to like get into the dirt of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's ultra specific and super involved, and you're not really sure where the narrative's going up until like you know the final twenty minutes or so. Yeah, that it becomes clear after all that world building and ambling. Mm-hmm. But um, I enjoyed it. It's <clears throat> I don't think it's his, it's, it's his greatest film I've ever no, seen. No. You know, of course, but it's him definitely getting finally getting a handle of how to you know um, take us through a world. So. Yeah, I believe it's it. his third feature, right? That sounds right, 1973. I think I think so. And I think for that point, whenever it does come out, I believe that's I think that's his best movie when it does uh in his filmography when we get to that point. So, uh yeah, it's uh it's a good one. Go check it out. Is it still streaming somewhere? Yes, still streaming on Netflix. Okay. So yeah, go check it out um, as we gear up for The Irishman. So, uh anything else you want to talk about? Anything else I can th- I mean I've watched other things uh this past week but i don't know if anything is really nothing is, ha, compares to little monsters at this point so uh let's quickly look see what else i watched you caught up on el camino i did watch el camino i thought that was good but it struggles between being a jesse pinkman story and like a hey remember these people from breaking bad oh, like oh, okay that's not great. so th- there's a, there's a lot of flashbacks and i was like i wanted more of just give me the Jesse Pinkman escape story. 
Yeah. And not so much of like, cause like in the flashbacks don't really add a lot. So I, I don't understand why Vince uh, necessarily felt like he had to make this, but I'm sure it's going to do great numbers for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the other thing I watched for the first time this week, which is something I hadn't watched, uh, which is something I've been meaning to watch for a long time, but it's also on Hulu, I believe is white man can't jump. I never oh, seen that before. Yes. And man, I loved that movie. So good. Snipes and Harrelson, the trash talk, the basketball. It was just, uh, it was just so good. There's a great inverse of that movie too. Like, of like where you're like, who Wesley Snipes' character is, and I know, like that, and who Woody Harrelson is, and like that that dynamic is probably the best part. Of it, it. It's so good. Like when, like the Yo Mama jokes. Like they're just like it's just got just all of this, all of this style, and uh, it, it's just so good. So if you haven't movie. seen that or Little Monsters or Mean Streets, they're all streaming. So there's no reason to not go check them out based on our recommendations. So that is all we have for our review this week. Um, obviously, we didn't like Gemini Man that much. So there's other movies available on streaming that we recommend that you can go check out instead if you don't want to go see that. But if you did go see Gemini Man, we'd love to know what you guys thought about it as well. You guys can tweet us your thoughts on Gemini Man at Friends and Film, and you can follow me personally on Twitter at Moody Cooper. And you get at me, Josh, at just Joshua Ryan. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, retweet, and more. Plus, head over to iTunes give us a five-star view with comments. Thanks again for tuning to the Friends Film Podcast. Josh. Thanks for stopping in, everyone. And be sure to turn next week for our future episodes. <laughs>